Bitcoin. Welcome to another POW market update. My name is Anson Leonard. This is Bitcoin and Markets. This is not investment advice, people. Do your own research. Let's get started. Whoa, what a wild few days in Bitcoin land. Um, the last week has been crazy. It looked like we were going to break out. Then we have come right down to these uh, the prior swing low here. And like on the last show, I said, well, I think 7250 is going to hold, but that I was bearish. And I am a mega bull. So I don't say that I'm bearish very often, but I did, did say on the last show. And that's kind of played out here a little bit. Um, that ended up happening. It, it looks like it's going to hold now. We'll, we'll see. We're back up to 8060 on Bitstamp. Right there, 8065 or so on Bitfinex. It was getting a little bit dicey there over the last four to six hours, but it, it has rebounded here. Seller or sorry, buyers have started coming in. That's kind of the story of this little correction is there just have been the buyers have been very you know, muted. Uh, it looks like every, you know, the sellers were in control. And then every time the buyers seemed to come in, they had no follow through. And, but now we kind of, we've had this, the longest or most amount of hourly bars going up um, in this whole kind of down, downtrend here. So I think that this is pretty good. I mean, we might retest one more time down to 7,900 or something. Um, but it feels this feels much better than past breakouts. We've also have matched, um, you know, the the previous high. It's not quite a higher high yet, but uh, we have matched it. So at least we have stopped the lower highs uh, going down. Also, if you look, guys, look at OBV, which is the on balance volume. I I check this every once in a while when when you're trying to pick a swing low, you can look at this the the volume on balance volume and on the 4 hour we are I think in the 1 hour too we're showing a divergence. So we have um, increasing OBV. So that means there's actually more volume on the up bars, on the green bars. Um then but the price is making lower lows, but the on balance volume is going up. So that's kind of a, a signal that we could have turned. I don't know. It looks it looks much better. I mean, I feel much better about it today than I did yesterday, or even the day prior. So, um, yeah, this is this is looking decent right now. All right, let's look at some other numbers. I re revamped the show notes too, guys. So if you guys want to go to the show notes, um, they are on SoundCloud. You can find them on if you're listening on iTunes as well. But um, uh, they're not formatted as nicely, and I did just reformat these these show notes so you guys can look at them much easier. It's much better. It's kind of split out in some tables almost. Um, but yeah, SoundCloud is where you're going to find um, all the links, the clickable links in the show notes. Also, if you're listening to this on WCN, they have they go on Acast, and um, they have all the show notes there too, broken out pretty nicely. All right. Uh, Let's see, 200 day moving average. So this is still way above us at 9319. Uh, the mayor multiple is 0.86, which is very low. <laughs> and I mean, if you were to buy below one uh, of the mayor multiple at any time in Bitcoin's history, there's only one period where you would be holding for more than like a month in, in negative territory. And that is the long, the, the, 
recession, the Bitcoin recession in 2014 through 2015. This We've been waiting for this death cross to happen. You guys probably heard about this death cross. I talked about it last time. That's where the 50 moving average crosses over the 200 moving average or crosses down over the 200 moving average. And then when it goes up, it's called the golden cross. But uh, we've been kind of waiting for this. I thought it was going to be around... 92.50 when this happened, but the 50 MA took a nice little swing up. So right now it's sitting at, uh, let's see, 94.11. So $100 over the 200 MA. And if we can, I mean, some miraculous miracle happens over the next three days, maybe if the price can get above the 50, so above like 94, like around 94.50, if that's where the, the price can get to this might not cross. I mean, it probably will, but it, it might just touch it. It might just touch it and then come off or swing below it by $10 and then come up because, you know, this 50 MA obviously is much more um, uh, responsive to the price. I don't know. It's, it's probably going to cross, but it's going to be close. If we can get up there, it's going to be uh, pretty hugely bullish uh, in my opinion. So anyways, okay. OKEX futures, the June contract, that's their current three-month contract, is $79.20. So that's $150 under the spot price. So we are in backwardation. Uh, that's about 1.5%, uh, a little bit less than that, probably 1.4% uh, that we're in backwardation on the OKEX. That's the Bitcoin settle features. The other Bitcoin settle features I talk about here is the BitMEX features. The March contract, which is coming up in like two days. So this has to be equal to their, to the spot or to the perpetual index price on BitMEX. And let me take a, take a look at where that's at exactly right now. 8021. 8021, which is below obviously the price um so that should one of the other two things are going to happen either the price the spot price is going to come down to that or that's got to come up to the spot price within two days before the end of the month um, okay the june contract price is 79.70 so that but that's got three months to go till the end of june so i'm not too worried about that but it is noted it's in backwardation as well cme now, these are cash settle features, don't forget. Their front month, so that's March, and that will be settled on this Friday, is 80.55. That is the closest out of all these numbers I've mentioned to the spot price. It's only a couple dollars. And, you know, obviously, like I said, as you approach that day, then uh, the settlement day, that spread has to close. It has to get down to par. Um, their June contract, they have they have no volume over the last 24 hours on their June contract, so I really don't know. It's still showing like way lower, um, but it's going to come up too. I mean, there was a lot of volume on their April contract, but you know, I want to see this quarterly contract. I want to see three month, three months out, getting some volume there. Until you see any sort of volume on a longer time frame than a two week contract. Uh, this is not really that relevant in my opinion, because, you know, as you get closer, like I say, as you get closer to the settlement date, that spread must close. It must close. So I want to see what people are thinking about three months out. You know, I want to see what people are planning, what people, um, what their sentiment is three months out. I don't really care about two weeks because we can kind of all look at the chart and get a 
quick understanding of what people think in two weeks from now. Um, but in uh, three months, that's more important. Anyway, so their June contract has very low volume. Um, total open interest on the whole exchange, whole CME for Bitcoin is 1,600 contracts, 8,000 Bitcoins. That's nothing. I, I, I guarantee you CME is like beside themselves. Like, how do we get more interest in here? They're going to be pitching Bitcoin. They're going to be pitching Bitcoin. They want more volume because remember, they get paid for volume. They get paid fees on every contract. So they want more volume. And as they feel like they're going to go up in volume, if they are, like, let's say they get some insider knowledge that they are going to, you know, some big trader is coming in and wants to make a sizable uh, uh, position, then they have to buy Bitcoin to hedge themselves short. And that is going to push up the price. These market makers are going to hedge themselves by buying Bitcoin. Um, because they want the difference. They want the fees. All right. Anyways, so that's my price section, market size and transactions. Bitcoin's market cap is $137 billion. This is, it's just so kind of depressing to see these numbers, you know, drip down, uh, not expanding when we see so much activity happening on the development of Bitcoin. But yeah, right now the market cap is $137 billion. The global Bitcoin space, that market cap is $307 billion. And I need to look up the maximum price. Fuck. The maximum price is going to be 18121 um, And as we see, like the altcoins dying here, especially ICOs, the utility, quote unquote utility, or non-utility tokens, and the securities tokens, which they are all security tokens um as they start dying off and as altcoins and lightning replace altcoins speculative utility then we'll see this maximalist price the spread between uh, spot and the maximalist price decrease because bitcoin will take up more and more of the value of in this space uh, and the speculative value i mean that that's this is kind of a measure of speculative value right bitcoin is kind of like hardcore value and then whatever uh, maximum price minus the bitcoin price is going to be what the speculative value is in this space anyway okay on to the next one on-chain transactions in the last 24 hours 1 million bitcoins or 8.1 billion dollars that's creeping up it's looking good there's you can tell that there is some sort of bottom maybe or um at least life <laughs> at least life in this market okay average transaction value over the last 24 hours 5.4 bitcoins that's roughly 47 or sorry 43.7 thousand dollars and i used to say that i wanted one bitcoin for this but that was when uh, i was taking different metrics that didn't like this metric counts all outputs and that is including change and change can be very high Right. I said this multiple times, but I'll explain it again to anybody new to the show here. If you are making a transaction for um, 0.1 Bitcoins and you have one input in your wallet, like you received a Bitcoin from somebody uh, for payment or you bought a Bitcoin. And so you have one input in your wallet and you want to spend 0.1 Bitcoins. You actually have to send one Bitcoin and then get 0.9 Bitcoins in change. Right. So the, the volume there is one Bitcoin. But your actual payments is, is 0.1. Um, 
So the I was using a number that was trying to estimate the actual payment size and not the change. Um, and now I'm counting everything. So 5.4 Bitcoins per transaction um, is pretty gigantic <laughs> and uh, 43,000. So, but we'll see how this develops. I got to wrap my mind around this a little bit more. Okay. Median transaction value. So that the first one was average. This is going to be median, so much smaller um, because there's a lot of smaller transactions and a few large ones that skew it um, up that way. But the median is uh, only 0 0.06 Bitcoins, so around $530 per transaction on the median uh, value. All right, let's move on to NVT. NVT is net network. Um, <laughs> network. What the fuck is it? Network <laughs> valuation um, divided by transactions and so i'm just taking the 28 day average which i have a link to that in the show notes so you guys can go and read up on that uh, i'm i am not sold on the predictive ability of this metric or the validity or the usefulness but a lot of people are so i am going to talk about it i guess 28 day average is 140 um, we can see this is a lagging indicator. If you go to the Wubull charts, I'll pull it up here again. Um, you can see that it's, uh, we have we make a top, like for uh, example, in uh, November of 13, December of 13, uh, we made a top and then the MVT made a top six months later, okay, uh, in July. And now we, we've made another kind of regional top here um, and the MVT is spiking. So... We'll see what that means. But if you look back in history, like around April of 13, we had another swing high, right? Or all-time high where we had a sell-off. Um, and the MVT really didn't do anything. It, it, it went up a little bit and then back down. It, it didn't do much. Um, the previous high before that, June 2011, uh, we had a all-time high. And then... In, let's see how many months later a month later we had a roughly a, a high in the MVT but it didn't get that high uh, at all and then it dropped down drastically and kind of called the bottom there so it actually looks more maybe like it is a bottom collar but it didn't work too well in November 13 when we we're hitting all-time high we we're hitting a low on this uh, MVT and if that's supposed to be a price to earnings ratio November 13 should be a huge, like really high price to earnings ratio, but it actually hit a regional low. So I, I don't know. I, like I say, I don't really buy this too much. It's kind of interesting because it uses a lot of statistics and it sounds really good, but um, I, I don't, I don't buy it. Okay. Longs versus shorts. Now this is what I do buy <laughs> long, long interest versus short interest. This is Bitfinex. They have their, uh, statistics out there if you guys are on trading view which i recommend if you want to chart anything you know not, even if you're not a trader if you just want to kind of have fun with a chart trading view is the way to go you can have a free account um, and use all their indicators and things uh, it's it's pretty it's a pretty awesome charting uh, website and i recommend uh, at least setting up a free account and just messing around with it so and i could drop my affiliate link in the show notes maybe i'll do that <laughs> uh anyways let's see so we have where was i 
Oh, longs versus shorts. Um, we hit all time high on longs and it was crazy. We we're making this dive down in price and longs are usually you see as the price goes down, longs go down because longs are getting liquidated or they're stopping out and they're closing their positions, right? Well, as the price was going down here over the last week, the longs were shooting up like they're shooting up again right now a little bit, but they hit another all time high of 39,000 contracts. I think these are contracts. 39,000 contracts is all time high. And people were all like, well, we got to run off these longs because in the history of Bitcoin kind of, at, you know, the, the trading view data only goes back to September, but this has been a statistic for, oh man, probably a year and a half to to two years now going on that you could find it on Bitfinex, bfxdata.com. You, you can still find it there, um, but it's not neat, uh, nicely charted like on TradingView. Anyway, so um, in the in the past, what had happened is, you know, as the price was going down, these longs would be getting liquidated and you could kind of see where you reach parity. And as soon as we reach parity with the number of shorts and the number of longs, then, um, you know, people would be calling bottoms. And that, that, that could show you like, okay, so if the price fell 5%, but longs didn't budge, we still have more to go, right? And then it fell 15% and the longs got run off. And then we hit parity with longs and shorts. People could say, okay, now we're probably close to the bottom, etc. right? But it, hadn't, it hasn't happened that way with this one. And I think there is a fundamental change here. And, and rarely you have, <laughs> where you say this time is different, right? Uh, rarely does that work? But in this case, I think it kind of does because if you look at other markets, um, oil, gold, you know, commodities, net long, there's a, the market is net long. The market is net long by, by a hefty margin. I think in oil, it's, it's like three to one or something. Okay. Bitcoin is maturing into that, into this more, uh, mainstream type of uh, market here okay more mature market so we're, we're going to expect more longs and if you look at it this way like the long to short ratio i think maybe 1.5 at least right now and this will probably go up slightly i mean if you look if you put a, a best fit line onto the longs it's trending up and if let's see if you put a best fit line best fit line on the shorts is about well it's a little bit up maybe but it's it's pretty steady over the last nine months. So I think shorts will be roughly around here, maybe slightly up from here, but um, I'm expecting 1.5 for the ratio or maybe even two. I mean, it, the, the ratio should be increasing slightly as the market matures. Um, so as you look at this parity, I mean, we could go, we could go much higher in the longs. We could go up to 50,000 contracts before we have some sort of uh, correction on that. I don't know. We're, we're, we're all learning here. The market is growing in front of our eyes. It is maturing into a, you know, real market. So we have to look at how this compares to other mark, other mature markets. Anyways, um, that's interesting. You guys can check that out. I'll be publishing that. I think on my Twitter handle, BTC MRKTS. I do publish charts every once in a while. And I was doing some live chart publishing on there during this last few days. <clears throat> just kind of fun to share what I'm looking at anyways. Uh, but I'll be doing, I'll probably be putting this long short ratio on my Twitter feed every once in a while too. So you guys can check that out. Okay. Public OTC 
for the last full week, we have around 90 million. Um, this is solid. I mean, it hasn't 90 million dollars. This hasn't, this is solid. It hasn't really fallen off, um, that badly. Uh, actually, Paxful is growing. Uh, they, they hit an all time high on their volume, um, just recently. Uh, so it's good to see some competition for local bitcoins. Paxful, uh, is a good option. Of course, BISC, um, BISC has, they hit kind of like the ceiling on their volume. Hopefully in the next round, they start getting some more volume, but there are multiple now decentralized exchanges kind of popping up that are um, you know, offering some competition to BISC, which is good. But also at the same time, I'd like to see BISC get up to like $5 million in liquidity a week. That way uh, it would, you know, th there would be a, a, a nice top decentralized exchange option. Um, but anyway, so a public OTC is roughly nine, ninety million dollars, and that's not including Ledger X and stuff. Uh, the uh, Gemini auction. I did go onto OTCBTC.com. That's a, the most popular local Bitcoin competitor in China, and I looked at their volumes, and it really wasn't much. Uh, I think it was something like two million Chinese yuan, uh, and that's that's not very much. Uh, what is that? That's about $300,000. And I mean, if you put that out to a week, I think that might've been 24 hours, but if you put that out to a week, uh, what are you looking at? About $2 million worth of, uh, volume. And that's for the, the Bitcoin CNY pair. It's not a ton. I thought it was gonna be way more than that. Um, but you know, you, you can add $2 million. So make it 92 million in the last week. Uh, but that's growing. If you guys know any other sources for that, let me know. Okay, security. Difficulty is estimated to increase by 1.6% in 3.9 days. The last three changes were 5%, 9%, and 4%. So th that's those are healthy numbers. And if you've been listening to the show for a while, you know 3 to 5% every time. That's what I like. <laughs> so we've hit that two out of the last three. We were up above that. Um, but this is a lagging indicator. And as you look at price, like I say, as you look at price, um, let me, let me pull this chart back up. Damn it. Um, as you look at price, we were here back in November at this price right now. So if, if, if this is a lagging indicator, right, then that's three months, right? Four months behind. We see this difficulty kind of trickling off. Uh, the increases in difficulty kind of trickling off. If so, if we're looking at a steady price, then maybe one percent every two weeks as increase just on efficiency gains. That that could be what we're looking at. Uh, but mining is is looking strong still. People are still adding hash rate. How long miners are supposed to be getting delivered as we speak? So that should be uh, plussing up this hash rate here soon. And yeah, mining seems pretty healthy. The mining profitability is 59 cents per terahash per day. Um, so the, for example, the how long miner, this new how long miner is 16 terahash. Uh, so that's about $9 a day per unit. I know that's not great, but like at the height of <laughs> the height of the bubble, people are making like $40 a unit per day per miner. And now they're making eight or nine. So uh, there is quite a bit of difference there. But, you know, it's still uh, with economies of scale, it's still very, very profitable. Um, okay, blockchain size, 191 gigabytes. Compare this to Ethereum. I think they're at 400 gigabytes now. I mean, Ethereum is just wrecked, people. Mempool is less than a megabyte. 
no no problems here the average transaction fee uh, on or the median transaction fee on chain is 15 cents per transaction so consolidate your <laughs> consolidate your outputs right now it's a good time to do that if you're a holder um, you know get your stuff on segwit maybe mess around with opening some lightning channels and things uh, because 15 cents per transaction is pretty fantastic especially when you can say that oh i opened up a, a lightning channel and i put 500 dollars on there in bitcoin right and or I opened up two lightning channels with $250 on each channel. Um, you can make a hundred thousand transactions with that for 15 freaking cents. It's pretty awesome. All right. Development. Merged PRs. We have 32 merged PRs in the last seven days and 28 closed issues. Bitcoin never stops. Even though a lot of this is going on to lightning, a lot of the development is around lightning right now. Um, the Bitcoin core never stops. It's constantly patching, it's constantly updating, and working on the next release. It's amazing. 32 merges in the last seven days. That's almost five a day. And these are real. <laughs> these, are, these aren't just testnet upgrades. These are real patches, okay? Uh, like, the reason why I say that is because these altcoins don't really have a product. And so what? EOS is making more commits and more merges and stuff right now they fucking aren't even live yet so it it's totally not comparable you'd have to compare it to something closer like ethereum or uh, litecoin or dash or whatever lightning network stats everyone wants to know about lightning network it is the topic du jour and Capacity is increasing like crazy. The last time I think on the last show was 4.6 BTC on the Lightning Network. Now it's 6.5. 6.5 BTC on the Lightning Network in uh, 200 or 2,551 channels. Let me see what uh, how much that is per channel. That's uh, 2.5 millibits per channel. It's $20. $20 per channel. That's pretty cool, man. $20 per channel. Uh, worth of Bitcoin, two millibits. Uh, I like it, man. There's not 1,094 nodes, and this is in the face of this D, uh, DOS attack that we had, uh, where it pushed a lot of nodes off of the network last week. Um, it's just got this is exploding. It's exponential. Probably the next show I have in a, in several days, you'll we'll have 1,500 nodes and 3,000 channels. I mean. It's crazy. The channels per node is also pr pretty healthy at 2.3 channels per node. So Lightning is is where it's at right now. And I will talk about the laps, the Lightning apps that uh, Blockstream has been coming out with in the news section. Google Trends. So this is my last thing before the news, guys. It's uh, the 12-month uh, trend is at 14 out of 100, 100 being the all-time high interest over the last 12 months and we're at 14 we have sagged down here with the price going down you know it's, it's that thing where um uh, since it's a veblen good right and i i was saying it's a giffen good or a veblen good for a long time and now a lot of people are kind of catching on to this and um i said i started saying it i think even a little bit before um trace mayer started saying it um but since it's a giffen good or a veblen good that as the price goes up, demand increases. And as the price goes down, 
demand decreases. So the, the price is going down, the interest is going down. It's that's natural, but it hasn't crashed. Okay. It hasn't crashed. It's still relatively strong, especially if you look at it in the last 30 days, we're at 63 out of a hundred. So, um, you know, I, I, when this turns around, we'll definitely be able to see that it's, it's made a turn uh, because it'll shoot up from, uh, in the last 30 days, it'll shoot up from 63 up to like 90 or something like that. And I will be reporting it here. That will be a very good sign that this is real, that we have made a low. All right, let's get on to the news. have not been watching lightning development over the last week <laughs> i don't know where you've been you've been sleeping under a rock or you're just maybe you just listen to the show i don't know um, and you don't really follow the news on that much outside of this but blockstream the supposedly evil blockstream <laughs> which of course they are one of the smartest companies in the space and they keep releasing more and more open source stuff. Everything they do is open source. Uh, and they have this big defensive patent pool where anybody can use the patent, but they've patented it so that no one else can patent it, right? And keep it away from uh, being open source for everybody. But uh, they are in the almost done with this seven days of laps, lightning apps. I don't like that laps. It doesn't sound good. Daps sounds okay, but laps doesn't. I think Vortex was, gonna, was trying to get it to being called Zaps. That's a little bit better. I just kind of like lightning apps. Anyways. So, yeah, if you guys want to go check them out, they have videos for all these on their blog, uh, talking about them. I linked to that in the show notes, blockstream.com forward slash blog. Just going to run down the first six. Everyone's kind of thinking it's going to be a wallet as number seven, but we'll have to see. File Bazaar was the first one. FileBazaar is an app that enables lightning micropayments for creators who are producing digital files like photos, videos, or documents. And this is really, really cool. Of course, all of these kind of destroy a lot of these ICOs, blockchain magic bullshit that we see around uh, in the space because these are uh, centralized. I mean, it's you making the content and you having lightning payments for your content. You don't need some separate network with a separate coin. That's not how this shit works. It's based on a value protocol, which is Bitcoin. Okay. Bitcoin is the value protocol. Everything else is a lie. Everything else is people that don't understand what this space is about or scammers. Those are the two options. <laughs> okay. Next one is uh, lightning publisher. That was our second day. And Lightning Publisher for WordPress is a plugin that enables content creators, businesses, or anyone with a WordPress website to accept Bitcoin payments for their content instantly via the Lightning Network. Pretty amazing. I might have to put that on my website. Tipping on Lightning with Nanotip. That's the third one is Nanotip. Um, with Nanotip, Bitcoin users can tip atomic amounts of Bitcoin to anyone on the Lightning Network instantly. So this is your tipping application. Pretty cool. Next one is pay per call. 
This is pretty revolutionary. People have been looking for this for a long time. A new Lightning Network payments framework that allows developers to create Lightning-powered successors to current services and next-generation applications and applications and services. Um, let me open this up and get in a little bit more. Um, Paper Call fulfills the long-held promise of a next-generation web of micropayments where web developers can request payments for specific programmatic API actions. Want to require a micropayment when a user sends an SMS? Want to offer image processing services for a micro fee? Paper Call allows developers to do so. And with Lightning's instant payments, it enables instantaneous access to an API's functionality. Node.js programmers can access Paper Call directly as an express middleware that uh, requires payments to the developer's Lightning Charge server before it allows API requests to pass through. Pretty damn awesome. You can build it into as middleware into APIs and charge. We're talking a Satoshi per call because some of these APIs, you know, like say CoinMarketCap, holy shit, they have tons and tons and tons of web traffic, tons of APIs, uh, people using their API. Imagine if they charged a Satoshi, they could be making easily a Bitcoin a day, easily off their API calls. Um, it's pretty damn cool. And, you know, as you add this uh, cost into it, because a lot of people say, OK, if you're going to request more than uh, 100 our API 100 times a minute or something or 200 times a, a minute, you know, they rate limit you and then you have to pay. So if you want actual real-time ticks and things like that, then you have to pay for the service. But this way, you can just have it all paid at a Satoshi. It's pretty cool. Next next lap or lightning app is NanoPOS. With NanoPOS, vendors can sell physical items in person and accept lightning payments instantly via a simple graphical display that is easily configurable by sellers. So this gives you the back end for your POS and lightning together and... It's pretty cool, man. This is coffee. This is coffee. Next, this is the last one. They're day six that they've had. So they do have one more that I haven't seen today yet. And it's not dropped on their, their blog yet. If pay TT or if pay, then that. It's modeled off of the service if this, then that. Um, and it allows non-programmers to create lightning powered services using the if this, then that methodology. So if I uh, get a payment, to my server, right? Then my server can do this action. Kind of like a vending machine. It's a, it's a smart contract, basically, right? If this, then that. And this, all of these put together crushes all the altcoins, crushes, definitely crushes 95% of ICOs out there. And it's just extremely exciting. With just these six apps, you can revolutionize how the internet works right now. And that is the first six apps um, on day five. When they had this nano ops come out, I was like, this is the fifth one. What is the 500th lightning app going to be? Because this ain't stopping with Blockstream. This is brand new. This is what people are going to be developing. And there's hundreds of teams out there right now developing lightning apps. This isn't going to stop. What's the 500th app going to look like? We're on the brink of this. And it's very exciting. Jack Maulers also has a his Zap wallet, his uh, mobile Zap wallet out, or he released an image of a mobile Zap wallet, and I haven't checked to see if it's available, but it looks really awesome. And his, I don't know if he does the um, GUI for it, but whoever's doing the GUI for the Zap wallet, it's beautiful. 
It's absolutely beautiful. Okay, next piece of news is the Satoshi Vision Conference. So <laughs> it was a huge joke. There's a great tweet by Dan Darkpill out there where <laughs> Roger Ver was making a presentation <laughs> um, and he replaced all the slides with like how Roger Ver is attacking Bitcoin. And the subject of the presentation might have even been like nation state attacks on Bitcoin. And so then he like made it per it was perfect how he showed everything that Bcash is doing and Roger Ver and all these people involved is exactly what you would do in a nation state attack. Even though Roger Ver was trying to say that Blockstream is the nation state attack, it, it, total, total backfire. Great job, Dan Darkpill. Uh, people were not allowed to ask questions that they wanted to here. Uh, I watched a little snippet of a press con or a question and answer period and somebody asked a question and they were cut off, said you can't ask that. I mean, it was like this extremely well-orchestrated um, <laughs> Soviet press conference is what it reminded me of, right? Or I guess now U.S. press conference where you can't ask certain questions and every question is pre-screened, right? Um, that's what it reminded me of. You could tell there was a lot of discontent amongst the speakers. Um, like Peter Risen, he asked several questions and he didn't... I This is a look on his face. I mean, it's kind of funny all the time, but he was... I don't think he was comfortable with this kind of Soviet style uh, question and answer period. It it didn't sit well with him. So that's if it doesn't sit well with Peter Rising, you know, it's bad. <laughs> um, the audience was there to pump their projects when they had when they had like this audience session where people could stand up and introduce themselves, which there's only 80 to 100 people there. It looked like maybe 200 max. Um, but they were all there pumping their projects. They didn't care about Bcash. They were pumping their projects. Um, last thing is... Uh, CSW was introduced like a rock star <laughs> and he came running down the aisle, you know, cause this Satoshi's vision conference and Satoshi fake Satoshi was uh, introduced. So he ran down the aisle like a rock star doing high fives to people. It was hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. Um, then at, in his question and answer period, Peter Risen asked a question about like, uh, the zero conf and how do miners know? what a double spend is, which one to include, et cetera, et cetera. And Craig S. Wright says, I don't give a shit. <sighs> to Peter Ryzen, he is the lead developer, I think, or at least lead of Bitcoin Unlimited. I mean, he's a major player in their camp. And Craig S. Wright just dissed him. I mean, you can tell there's a lot of uh, discontent in that in their camp. Um, and there was no associated pump with Bcash. It's still at 11%. Hash rate is about 10%. It has spiked a little bit because Bitcoin price has gone down. Uh, but over the last seven days, there's only been 137 transactions per block. And uh, it doesn't look good. They Whatever they do, they cannot, they cannot trick people into using Bcash. Anyway, okay. So that is the Satoshi's Vision Conference. Binance. Binance moves to Malta. Malta is getting really big uh, with this Bitcoin, uh, Bitcoin businesses. Lots of people are talking about moving there or have moved there. I think it's great. Um, and hey, this is regulatory arbitrage in action. We've been talking about it for a long time, and this is right up in your face. If you want to be part of this growing economy, you're going to have to be welcoming to these businesses. Earn.com, I think, Earn.com, that used to be the 21.co. I don't know. They've like rebranded several times and re and pivoted several times. I don't know what the hell they do anymore. <laughs> I think it's something with e paid email. But um, they, they're talking about possibly being acquired by Coinbase. And um, 
we, we've seen, we started seeing acquisitions, more acquisitions or talks of acquisitions in the space. And I think that's going to continue. Now, right here, I want to end up with um, the emerging themes of 2018 that I'm kind of seeing. March is done, first quarter is over. We're going to, uh, what am I seeing as these emerging themes of 2018? Number one, first and foremost, is the ICO altcoin crackdown. I mean, this space is so destroyed, so wrecked. Uh, there's no future in this, even though all these people will say, yeah, we'll just be securities. Oh, we're getting T0, which is the exchange, the regulated exchange for this stuff. Okay, maybe I can see we, you might be able to tokenize shares, okay, but it's not going to be on a freaking blockchain. It's going to be a centralized service. This is stupid. And as you see, they're cracking down on all this stuff. You will not be able to have a blockchain if it's not Bitcoin. I really don't think so. Next thing is price consolidation obviously everything is consolidating bitcoin is holding strong but other things are everything has crashed in relation to bitcoin um and we'll see that continue i, I do think the low is in for bitcoin at six thousand. if by some crazy thing it gets down below six thousand uh it's it's not going to crash to 1800 like other commentator other market commentators are saying it's there is a ton of demand lightning is coming on this this bearish market it's not even i would i don't even think there is such a thing as a bitcoin bear market except this weird thing with mount gox where you know it was 75 percent of the market and, and it failed so yeah after that huge type of thing we had uh, a bear market that would be like if binance bitfinex uh, bitstamp yeah what are the big ones out there bitmex if all these like the top four or five exchanges failed at the same time, like not got hacked, failed, completely went away at the same time. Coinbase would be in one. So that isn't going to happen. That was a very weird situation in Bitcoin that led to an 18 month bear market. And this one isn't going to be nearly that long. Okay. So that's what we're looking at, but we are uh, price consolidation is my second emerging theme. My third emerging theme is these acquisitions. Of course, like we talked about Poloniex and Circle, Earn.com, and possibly Coinbase. There is another one in Japan where they didn't completely acquire the company, but they bought a hefty share in the company, uh, in the exchange. So um, I think we're going to see these exchanges start getting bought up. And that's only logical. I mean, if I'm a bank, I'm going to buy an exchange, especially if I don't want to go out on the open market and buy several hundred thousand bitcoins to be relevant i'm just going to buy the exchange right um, i don't think bitfinex will be acquired i think they are a new new dominant player they're the new smp 500 and the new nasdaq uh, uh i really think so it's pretty they're, they're going to be one of these trailblazing companies out of this space i don't think they'll be acquired okay next is emerging theme is regulatory arbitrage we started seeing more and more regulation and more and more people in Bitcoin getting sensitive to that. So these companies are global companies with global user base. They can go anywhere. They're going to go to Malta. They're going to go to Iceland. They're going to go to these places that have, or Japan, where they have more friendly regulation. And the last emerging theme is lightning apps. And this is revolutionizing the internet in front of our eyes. And it's not going to take that long. Max five years and the internet will be drastically different. So let me run down these emerging themes so far. I got five of them. ICO altcoin crackdown, price consolidation, acquisitions, regulatory arbitrage, and lightning apps. 
that's all guys i link as much as i could in the show notes so check those out if you like support the show go to patreon.com forward slash bitcoin and markets you can also donate bitcoin litecoin or your fiat through paypal at bitcoinmarkets.com forward slash donate patreon would be a great way to support the show to keep me independent keep me making good content for users and that is patreon.com forward slash bitcoin and markets two to five dollars a month that's all that's all you need to donate there so thank you guys so much we'll see you next time peace Bitcoin.